0: and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad, and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello, and welcome to Voice of Intech. Today, we're going to talk to Denise. Uh, she works for Stratify, which is an AI company. and We're going to talk about what's been on everybody's mind when it comes to AI. Should I be scared of it? Yes or no? What about biases? How can I deal with this? I do digital transformation courses. We talk about it a lot. I'm very curious to find out more about some practical solutions that uh, Denise and her team can offer you. So first of all, how are you today?
1: Doing wonderful. Greetings from Boston.
0: All right. Brilliant. So tell us a bit about yourself. What is your background? How did you get to do what you do today? People didn't worry about biases in AI let's say, a few years back, even though AI has been here since the 50s. So how did you get to do what you do today?
1: Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for that question, Rudy. My background, I started with intersection of technology and financial products for many years, coming from companies where I was the head of technology in a quantitative investment firm in Boston. And later on, I was the head of data and digitization for State Street's alternative business, really more on the traditional side of finance and technology. But what made the big change for me is as I was uh, in the quantitative investment firm, we boasted on the fact that we had years and years of data that we used to backtest our models, our algorithms, to predict the future, to predict the how the our decisions are going to be more applicable for future. And when I look at that, at one of the points in my tenure, I started looking at the data we're dealing with, and we were looking at past, where investment decisions were ma- mainly made by a certain demographic. And the future was going to be very different. So we were making predictions based on biased data and looking at and making predictions and decisions or recommendations for the future, where the future eight years from now, 10 years from now, majority of the wealth decisions at a certain demographic would be made by a woman. And we were not included. And that got me to really think about how are we making decisions how are we making predictions in AI and I went down the path of educating myself on what's happening outside of our traditional finance and really got involved with all of the AI related activities that the startups were making that's the time where I became advisor to mini I was reaching out and trying to learn as much as I can on what is happening what is what is being done in this area? And what I found was a little scary, just like how we're talking today. It was scary because we weren't really looking at who we're leaving behind. And in our enthusiasm to adopt technology, we weren't questioning the technology that we were now trusting. So that led me to, in a serendipitous moment, I met the founders of Stratify, which has a patented interpretal ML solution to make predictions to improve decisions. Uh, And we started talking. I became their advisor. About three years ago, I became their COO. And that is how I ended up in this path now.
0: All right. So that led you to Stratify. What is Stratify about? What is the problem that you're solving?
1: So Stratify is a responsible AI company. What that means is, and what we do is we are empowering businesses to make more informed and equitable credit and risk decisions so that they can reach more customers and minimize bias. And I'll be even more detailed. And how we do that is we're not selling models. We're not looking at one model that fits all. We have a patent pending way of building machine learning solutions, machine learning and AI solutions so that you can take that product and improve the quality of your decisions so that you can have more profitable and equitable business outcomes and you can serve more customers by combining that data insights with the context that only people can provide. And we work with financial institutions, community banks, CTFIs primarily.
0: All right. But let's outline your solution a bit more. So you said you are selling what?
1: <laughs> We're selling our technology so that you do not need to have an an a data science team. We build you we provide you our products, whether it's credit risk decisioning, attrition, or fair lending, or fraud detection. We provide you these solutions. We'll get you started with your first model, but then it is, we give you all the controls in your hands. It's interpretable, which means that it does not require another explainer. It's fully transparent. You're almost whispering to the ear of the machine. And you can see it, you can understand it. As long as English, you see what the machine and what your data is telling you, what your, and then you can, you have the full control so that you can tweak that decision. Where we sit in the workflow of the, some of our use cases is when you're lending, you can use us as a decisioning engine or you can use us to optimize your decisions and reconnect to your loan origination system. If it is fraud, we can sit either real time or after the fact, fraud detection. If you have models that you're using and you're wondering about fair lending, how fair are your products? Then we, are, we have a standalone product called Unbiased that could also detect bias and then also tell you how you can improve it. And you can also see the drivers of that bias. So those are the three things that we do, how we do it, and what we sell.
0: So what is successful digital transformation in your mind when it comes to, let's say, one of your examples, which is related to lending?
1: Yeah. Wendy, thank you very much uh, for asking that question. This is music to my ears because... All too often, we see some level of automation uh, being called transformation when it's just speeding up what you're doing already and not really looking at it holistically. So when we look at digital transformation, for it to be a transformation, you really need to look at it holistically. So it is. you need to look at all the touch points. You need to look at controls. You need to look at the connectivity with other systems and how the data flows. So really, not only are are you looking at it holistically, but one of the crucial parts of the digital uh, transformation is to make it transformational. You need a time for it to be adopted and kept. And for adoption, another uh, mis uh, misstep is, okay, we did the transformation, now we leave. You, you have to keep at it. And for adoption to happen, you really need to work with the groups and the Teams, so that the skills that they need, they need it versus skills when they, that they will need when the transformation is done. You bring these teams with you so that the adoption happens and it it's continuous. Now let me take that to one of our cases. If we are working with a lender and we are going through a digital transformation and we're one of the we are part of the solution for that. Transformation to happen, your team has to be comfortable with the tools that they are being provided. This is where having the, having, being able to whisper in the ear of the machine, being able to not need data science, making AI interpretable, human interpretable, making the ability to understand without needing a data science degree, those things become really important because we have so much institutional knowledge in the businesses that is lost when you do some of these transformations. I'm doing air coach. (laughs) You want to bring that in. You want to have that understanding, that context that only a human can provide into the insights from the data. And that's where Bringing the skill set together, meeting the customers where they are, and not making AI a scary thing while addressing the uh, downsides or biggest challenges of implementation is really important.
0: All right. So now that we're on the same page, what a digital transformation or successful digital transformation means, (laughs) what's the role of AI in digital transformation or what it could be? What could it be?
1: The digital transformation in the past, we used to talk about automation, and you did that with high levels of integration between systems so that there would be interoperability. Today, all of that, you can't really talk about digital transformation without talking about AI, some level of some flavor of AI, whether it's machine learning, whether it's robotic process automation, whether it's an LP. It's part of the story. It's a crucial part of the story, significant component. But of course, when you're talking about the role of AI in digital transformation, you also have to put the guardrails to ensure that there is, not only do you know how to use it, but how to monitor it.
0: And you talked about before about automating processes, not going deep enough, not rethinking the process, just making a digital twin or mirror of what you've already done. And that obviously is often related to finance, right? You can aut- automate certain workflows, things like this, but maybe you can do more and you can do what I've been hearing for the more than past 25 years, businesses telling finance, you need to become our trusted advisors, right? Not just the beankeepers or bookkeepers, et cetera, right? So how can we leverage AI specifically in finance departments?
1: Very good question. And I'm going to to mention a couple of things here. One of the things on the finance department side is that we have a lot of data in finance, whether it is the data that we generate, but also access to data, which is a perfect place for predictive analytics and forecasting, data mining. But the other, maybe looking a little bit bigger, not only just finance department, but also in financial services, AI is becoming and has to become such a core part of the story, part of this transformation. Just to mention today, we're using some flavor of AI on customer acquisitions. We're using it on client onboarding. We're using it in underwriting, lending. We're the definition of risk. How we define risk and how we are measuring risk is done by algorithms. Fraud. I talked about fraud, prediction of fraud as well as detection of fraud and mentioning predictive analytics forecasting for the finance department, but not really related just to finance department, but for the entire, anything that you're doing for predictive predictions and then a lot of movement on the AML cybersecurity discrimination detection those are areas in not just in finance but fin- financial services that AI is act- playing an active role in addition to the operational efficiency components we're seeing it in bookkeeping we're seeing account reconciliations reconciliations is, are usually the most painful thing in finance finance departments I have to deal with um, AI is such a core part of the um story in here uh, but i'll I'll actually do a little tangent if I may um, the it's not just yes, AI is being used and across the board, but how you use it and what type of AI, what flavor of AI you use is going to be different for all of the use cases. Because in some cases, you want to have, how should I say it, something that that could be just running on its own, more black box. You really do not need to, to understand. It's doing a purpose. It's serving a purpose. But on decisions that are impacting humans' lives, where there's high level of security, high level of compliance requirements, where you have to work with regulators and explain what you're doing, then you really need to look at interpretable models, interpretable AI products.
0: All right. So that leads me to the next question, right? You talked about you working towards AI being responsible or transparent. So... How can you work with corporates to make sure that the AI that they are using is free of biases as much as possible? How does your solution help to achieve that?
1: Wonderful question. So l- let me make a, um, a separation between explainable and interpretable AI, and then I'll explain how we work. So when we're dealing with Highly regulated industries. You need to be able to explain your uh, decisions to the regulators, as I mentioned. To be able to do that, you need to be, you need to know what data is coming in, how the decision is, how decisions are predicted, and and what are the drivers of that uh, decision. So there's two approaches. Explainable AI is where you have a model and then you have another that is a black box and you put another model that predicts how the underlying original model is expected to behave. So you're putting explainers to a a black box. Interpretable is actually seeing what the model is doing in a human readable way and understanding it without any explainers, So you're not re- relying on another model to explain the model underneath. It is just there in human interpretable. And when we're tackling the bias issue at the corporations, monitoring that bias interpretable ways, especially if it is highly regulated industries, is really a key component. And that's why I, I wanted to explain the two approaches, but for highly regulated industries where you have to explain what you're doing to the regulators, we believe that interpretable modeling is the key. And also continuous monitoring where you're watching how your model is doing on a regular basis is is another important way because you don't, as the data changes your models could be acting way different than what you originally started. So if you can't leave it, you can't just release it once you're done with it. You have to be continuously monitoring. And this is where our unbiased solution has been used in the fair lending groups. Any, com- any bank that is focusing on fair lending is using our unbiased solution for that monitoring periodically.
0: I see. I see. And uh, following up on what you said also at the beginning, you were working in a company where you realized we're building products for all (laughs) kinds of people and there are no women around the tables. One of the the ways to deal with uh, biases is to promote diversity so that uh, there are different uh, points of view, different experiences, different backgrounds around the table when the algorithms are being built. How do you go about this, though, specifically in in your case? Um or in your experience?
1: Absolutely wonderful question. And probably one of my favorite questions. Thank you, Rudy. One of the, one of the things that to deal with bias is the representation. You can't, our data is biased. It's not whether it is biased. It is bias. Our, the way we build models, the way we solve problems will change from person to person. And as our behaviors change, our model, our algorithms, our AI is going to change and will be either biased or more biased. <laughs> we need to have diversity in every step of the way. We need more diversity in the data, which, we, which comes with inclusion. We need more diversity in the way we solve problems, which means that we need more diversity in the STEM uh, disciplines. But the biggest thing is, all of this comes with representation. You have to have, you have to include diverse populations into your teams, in, into your, how you do business. And I'll actually, if I may give an example, one of the things that we're doing is a big partnership with a group called Underwriting for Racial Justice. This group is 21 CDFIs, community banks and banks This partnership, with this partnership, what we're doing is actually, we're the technology partner that is doing the decisioning for creating a new way of underwriting so that we can make more capital available to a diverse population. Uh, You really need to think a bit differently and look at other things in more than what the data is saying to be able to actually open capital for uh, larger populations.
0: All right, understood. Now, one other thing we wanted to talk about is just sustainability, right? So when some people talk about AI, this goes hand in hand with cloud, it goes with uh, hand in hand with big data. Uh, Sometimes that means cloud uh, is not really a cloud, right? But it is a server somewhere, which uh, eats up a lot of energy. Some cloud companies say we have all these carbon net zero targets, and we're going to make that because we use electricity that is renewable. So How do you think about this? How does sustainability and AI interplay and can they coexist together?
1: You know, where we started back in the day versus what our computation requirements are is significantly different. So this is, I believe that not only is it can they coexist, but it's going to actually be much more, uh, AI is actually going to help with the sustainability Goals of different groups they if you remember, I think it was about a few months ago quantum computing requirements went down significantly, so as these technologies are improving, their c- computation cost is getting smaller and smaller, and number of these companies are actually looking into how we can help sustainability goals of the um. So I don't. I don't believe it's going to coexist. It's going to actually lead.
0: Okay. Before we go, I just have two easy questions for you. First of all, do you have a favorite business book that you can recommend? And then we'll talk about how to reach out to you the best way. But uh, what is the f- your favorite uh, business book, or maybe some other resource where um, you can learn I will from?
1: Actually, give two books. One of them is. Weapons of Math Destruction by Kathy O'Neill. She provides a great insight into the bias that exists in our decisions and in our society. So that's definitely, a, a, I highly recommend that book. And the second one is Professor Bob Sutton's or Robert Sutton's book about building a civilized works, workplace. Best way to reach out, uh, our company is stratify.com. And you can reach me at Denise at com.
0: All right, great stuff. Thank you for the tips. I'll put the links to the show notes. And good luck to you and Stratify. So if you're looking for solutions to AI implementation, when you're really looking for a digital transformation solution,
1: hopefully you are inspired by this and you can follow up with Denise. So thank, thank you me. so much.